It seems the new year is upon us, and so is season three of the Toddcast, Toddversation. And so, my friends, once more into the fire swamp. Travel. Well, we all have thoughts on travel, as do I. When I finished college, my father begged me to continue to work. I, however, sold the 73 pop-top Volkswagen bus I was living in down by the river, offered up and sold my prized Harley-Davidson. Still miss that bike. Got on a train and headed south. Talked my way onto a sailboat and set off to see the world. Since that time, I've traveled quite a bit. And I think the greatest harm we can inflict on someone we care about is forcing them to sit through and listen to us as we watch their travel photos. That said, I just returned from a trip and it got me thinking. What is the purpose of travel? What does it yield? In college, I met some rather extraordinary people. I had the advantage of working in a pub, a public house, if you will, busy, social, in which people drank great beer and talked to each other. And I met some fantastic people. I met two ladies in particular, lifelong friends, and they had this dream. Well, let me tell you how it started. They're Northwesterners. They're rugged, both having roots in Montana. And they decided they wanted to take people into the woods and get paid to be in the woods. So I talked them into letting me guide for them for a couple of years, taking folks into the woods. And I'm sure I over-talked <laughs> the experience of these folks caring too deeply about those marks in the dirt next to the water. But after two years of making terrible food out of a cooler, but being able to do it in beautiful places, they took their act international. And they were sitting in a hill tribe village in northern Thailand, meeting with the elders and their hosts. I don't know how they got there. But while they're there, they witnessed a van pull up. And it was a group of tourists run by a Thai tourist agency who then began to parade around the village with their cameras walking into people's homes and taking pictures of them. No greeting, no permission, no salutation. As if it were a zoo and not a good one. My dear friends were appropriately horrified by this and the spark was lit. They came home and we were of course drinking beer and they're telling me about this and what their thoughtful and planned response was. And in it, they birthed a little NGO here out of Seattle with the idea that we would guide and take people traveling, live with people in their homes, not only contribute some labor 
to a shared project, but to really bear witness to people's lives while living in their home and see what that would then yield for us. I thought this was a fantastic idea. I was going through a major breakup and I was footloose and fancy free. I volunteered a course <clears throat> to be a guide and was met with the question, well, what are your qualifications? Fair. A sailboat trip down the Mexican coast didn't really set me up that well to lead it trip in northern Thailand. So I bought a ticket and I went to Thailand and I spent weeks tripping around Thailand and found myself later leading trips. And for the next 10 years, I had the pleasure, challenge, anguish of leading multiple trips in Thailand, Peru, India, and it shaped me. Back to my question, what is the value of travel? And why do we force our friends to look at our travel photos? We set off to travel to see what we can see, to see people and places that are different. I'm not talking about luxury travel with pools and cocktails with umbrellas in them, which I also kind of like. I'm talking about taking a deeper sense of inquiry and putting your show on the road. I think it's a mistake that we think the value of travel is that which we see. When I was leading my first trip then in a village in Northern Thailand, as I'm walking around the village, I can't help but notice there are plastic wrappers, candy, food, and they litter the village. So instinctively, and it turns out stupidly, I start picking them up. Well, unbeknownst to me, someone's paying attention to what I'm doing. That night, I sleep pretty well on a bamboo bed. I wake up early in the morning, well before sunrise, and I hear fire. But what I smell is acrid smoke. I rouse myself and I peek out. And while I've been sleeping, and while my clients have been sleeping, the lovely people in this town in Northern Thailand have gotten up and they have raked the village. They have raked all the plastic into a pile and they lit it on fire. And I'm standing there watching the blaze and it stinks and I'm thinking, Todd, what have you done? I did not practice any deep sense of inquiry. I just, as a self-appointed steward of the earth, started picking up plastic. It did not occur to me that for generations, folks had eaten from the jungle, wrapped their food in banana leaves, cooked their food in bamboo stalks, and dropped it on the ground as was appropriate. And then, with the introduction of plastic-wrapped food, practice that same etiquette with no support system by which to manage the incursion of plastic into their life. 
I didn't ask myself a deep or thoughtful question about their life. I reacted in the moment stupidly and imposed my worldview on them. It occurred to me that perhaps the primary value of travel is not what we see, do, hear, eat, and drink while abroad. Perhaps the true value of travel are the questions with which we return. How do we see ourselves? How do we see the good old US of A, our culture, friends, family, neighbors, and how this thing rolls? What newfound eyes do we have after having been gone for weeks or months? My first little post-school sailing backpacking adventure took me nearly a year. I spent, oh gosh, three or four months at sea on two different boats, vastly different experiences. Southbound boat was fairly terrible. I'd never encountered bipolar or OCD before and known what it meant, let alone spend seven weeks on a small sailboat with it. When I came home after that trip, as psyched as I was to reimmerse myself into the familiar, I couldn't help but notice that the veil had been pulled off from me. This is not new or original. But America seemed really big, really loud, really dumb. I think it was Johnny Depp who, after the invasion of Iraq, described the U.S. while overseas as a big dumb puppy. I recall him getting some flack for that. But I get it. It occurred to me that the value of travel wasn't that which, which we see overseas, but how we see ourselves upon our return. In our culture, we have a institutionalized resistance to this. We are born and raised repeating to each other the story of American exceptionalism. We're sure it's the biggest, greatest country in the world. And there are a lot of things about America that are quite wonderful. Certainly, I'm blessed to be an American. And at the same time, the earth is round. And if you keep traveling long enough, you will find your way home. And what will you carry with you? The last episode was on wonder. Travel without wonder. A bunch of pictures in your phone. How do we live? What does travel teach us? travel provide us the opportunity to be a bit more circumspect. Gosh, I hope so.